Hello listeners, it's Philip here, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Devil's Alley! I'm here with my brother Peter and my cousin Mark. What's up guys? I'm looking forward to Wimbledon. Mark is in Miami, looking forward to Wimbledon, because his condo didn't collapse, it was somebody else's condo. And uh, Peter, how are you doing? Cambridge, uh, make sure you say Cambridge and not Boston. Um, cool. Well, we're here because Wimbledon's about to start. Um, Wimbledon, it's a tradition like none other. Uh, the Masters claims that it's a tradition like none other, but um, we think it's Wimbledon. Uh, and there, there are plenty of traditions within the tradition, like wearing all whites, um, you know, being quiet being being very very quiet um in the stands and mark I, and mark and peter i was wondering are there any i guess traditions that you think are like a little bit dumb but you follow just because it's not worth the fight you, you just do it because it's easier to do it than to not do it yeah so so i live in miami and if you don't mind me starting and uh you know, as as our many listeners know, and our many Latino listeners and Latin listeners know, uh, it's a, a strong Hispanic culture here. So every time you greet somebody, even if you don't know that person, you're you're expected to sort of kiss them on the cheek. And you know, sometimes I don't even get a kiss on the cheek from my wife. But you can, you know, let's say you go to a party, you may have to go through a procession of like. Anywhere from like seven to fifteen strangers in a row, and I never really know: am I, am I supposed to kiss them? Am I supposed to just pretend to kiss them? If they're pretty, do I do I kiss the cheek? If they're not pretty, I maybe you know do an air kiss. But that whole tradition's been a little bit strange. And then I also don't really know if I'm with my wife and we greet somebody who's quite attractive. I I really don't know. Like, does my wife not want me to kiss that person? Does does she want me to? You know, I don't want to be rude, so I'm still trying to figure it out. But I go along with it. Yeah, yeah. In France, we have the cheek kisses too, and you know, it's it's really awkward when a guy leans in for a cheek kiss, and I'm like, no, I'm American. Uh, handshake. Uh, that's a rule that I that I do fight. Um, at least when it's man on man. Um, but Mark, good for you for going with it, going with the flow. Um, what? what 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 about you, Peter? Uh, is it do you have do you have a tradition that you uh, what, you follow if, just because? Yeah, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Phil. Though, what what if accepting the man kiss? Mark, you cut out, and it's probably a good thing that you did. Um, Peter, go on. <laughs> so I was thinking about you know. The times I'm like in an art museum looking at the art, pretending to be interested, but really just wanting to be out of there. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about being at the Harvard Kennedy School and pretending I sort of care about some of the the super, super like liberal stuff that you have to be in a safe space or a brave space to even entertain a conversation for. Well, but, what um, was that thing I, you sent me about like the difference between a safe space and... 
was it a safe space versus a brave space? Yeah, basically, like, there's no actual such thing as a safe space because if you say stuff that that people, that offends people, it's, it's not like people actually forget it if it's supposed to be in a safe space. So just the brave space is, like, be brave enough to make your contribution anyway and be and acknowledge that others are being brave, too. Uh, it's, it's all really dumb. It's just sort of... You're playing with fire in order, and just being judged by. Um, and I mean, on the flip side, was when I was in Montana, and everyone was a strident, like anti-Obamaist, and I liked Obama, and it was just like you know, I just, I just never came out as liking Obama. Um, and but the, the 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 thing that's most relevant for me is, so my wife is pregnant and going to have my first child in uh, September, and um, apparently I'd never known that you're supposed to get your wife like a push present before, or for, for delivering the child, and you know, that's one that is just a lot more trouble than it's worth to fight. <laughs> but come on, her birthday's like right after it, so you know, you can, you can double up, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, you're in a brave space here, Peter, so don't worry. Oh, I was supposed to give my wife a push present. I, I guess so. Good job. Good, good I didn't know anything about that today. <laughs> yeah, um, and luckily neither does your wife. I hope my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Be, Peter, 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 it's only a tradition because your wife knows about it. That is the, uh, that is the, the lesson here. Um, yeah, for me, the tradition is... Uh, we were we had a dress code at school and uh, you had to wear a tie and I just didn't like wearing ties after a while and uh, yeah so this is actually a tradition I was petty enough to fight like I would take off my tie and then put it back on every time a teacher reminded me to put on a tie and then when the teacher went around the corner I would take off my tie again so I would keep the tie in my pocket uh and yeah and just so that i can be like oh i forgot to put it on like four times a day um i got really good at tying ties um but yeah so would your feelings be hurt if i told you i was not surprised by this <laughs> my feelings are shattered um no no i want this to be a safe space and I don't mean I don't mean to make it a, an unsafe or an unbrave space. It's a brave so, space. How, how brave safe space. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not very. Clearly not very. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get to the tennis. So uh, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. I do have a quick question for you guys before we continue. Where were you guys ten years ago? About literally about ten years ago to the day. Where were you guys? Oh, we were in the All England Club. Uh, yeah, my my my, my cousin. Uh, we graduated from college, and my cousin got us uh, the coolest cousin in the world. He got us tickets to Wimbledon, and we were we were ecstatic, and we went. And uh, yeah, we were there. We saw all the best players. We saw we saw Nadal. We saw Djokovic. We saw Federer all on center court. It was great. Mark, where were you? Uh, Mark is... Yeah, so just... I was there at the work 
I was there too. It was oh. Exciting. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember seeing you there. Cool. Um anyway, yeah, let's get to the tennis. Uh All right. So, we've got we've got a pretty good draw. Um I think actually one thing that jumps out immediately is that Novak doesn't have as light a first like three rounds as he usually does at majors. Do, do, do the two of you agree with that? I think only the second round is not light. I think the first and the third round are light. I think Jack Draper is actually like an up-and-coming young guy who's good on grass courts. I mean, it's, he's not going to beat Djokovic, but uh, that's not like... Yeah, it's not like he's playing like, like a a clay quarter, like Jaume Munar on grass. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want it too light. I mean, he's had very good fortune. He's earned both of his majors, but I think he's also the beneficiary of some good fortune. So, I think a middle range draw until he gets to the seeds is only fitting. I mean, he's had he's had luck and some some good fortune in winning his Wimbledon's and some good fortune and you know capturing both the slams this year so i i hope it's somewhat of somewhat of a stiff draw yeah so so jack draper first round and then anderson a former finalist in the second round uh and anderson was up two sets against Djokovic one of the years he won it so that will you know clearly anderson can play and played him in the finals in 2019 so so he'll be a formidable opponent yeah i mean we all expect novak to win uh, these matches, but um, it's not as light as we usually see for him. Um, all right. Um, do you, do you guys have any more like just things that immediately jump out on you, or should we just go through the draw like section by section the way we usually do? Could could you address the question of do you like the fact that Wimbledon is just going by the rankings? Do you think it's making any difference, or would you have done that sort of algorithm of prior? prior results and overall ability on grass to do the senior. Do you think it's not really having much of a bearing one way or the other? Uh, I think COVID like screws with it a bit because a lot of people like it. Wimbledon didn't happen last, like grass season didn't happen last year. And like, so, so you, the algorithm just like doesn't work if like a grass season didn't happen the year before. Yeah, and Medvedev did win in Mallorca, so even if people question his number two, he's technically got some momentum going into the By the, the way, that Mallorca trophy is like the lamest trophy I've seen. Um, it's just like a plate with like not even pretty designs on it. It's just like a, a piece of pottery. You think it's something that Tony Nadal just had lying around the house? Like he forgot to order one? He was like, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It looks like something like, like, like not a not a first grader, but maybe a sixth grader might have done in art class. Like, not not a beginner in ceramics, but like an intermediate level ceramicist might have like spun up. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean Medvedev, he won his first grass tournament, so I think that matters more than the trophy. But the Eastbourne Trophy that uh, Deminor was holding was just much cooler than the the Mallorca Trophy. So Mallorca needs to up its game there. Yeah, the the thing 
that stood out to me, by the way, that Simonor point was like ridiculous. <laughs> the, the, the thing that stuck, 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 stood out to me was that I couldn't believe that Rublev was the fifth seed. The other thing is that there are some just big name floaters with uh, Murray, Kyrgios, and I guess Federer's the sixth seed, but he's still kind of a floater. Yeah. So, so Peter, do you mind? Do you think how, how do you think those two matches will play themselves out? The Murray against Bashavili and then uh, Kyrgios against Umber. Do you think the seeds will win in both? Do you think the seeds will win in one? But we're not sure which one. How, how do you see that playing out? Because both both the unseeded players are obviously you know very good on grass. I think that uh, both Kyrgios and Murray will win. Good matches, or do you think that 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 uh, that they'll be? Murray and Kyrgios will win in like three or four. I mean, they'll be good matches, I guess, regardless. I think it'll be like four, and Murray and Kyrgios will win. I think Kyrgios loses to Umber. Umber won hell. Like, he's a really good grass court player, and Kyrgios, like, I just hate how the media slobbers over Kyrgios and, like, feeds his image as a rock star, because he's not actually cool, and he's, like, he's more like a... Just a waste of talent. That like, he's he's more of a bust than a boom. You know. Is that part of why they're intrigued by him? Because there's no pressure, like, in uh, in propping him up. Like, I don't know. They're no, I think they. I think they. I think they. They are intrigued by him because like he returns their calls and he he gives them attention. Like he goes on their podcasts and stuff, and he says like. Uh, he says things that are uh, polarizing, and like tennis is, is sort of dry uh, outside of that. But is that, does that mean that tennis is lacking for a uh, a good storyline because the big three have dominated the storyline so far, or or do you think tennis journalists are really missing? You know, uh, they're they're I don't want to say they're burying the lead, but they're missing a lot of meat on the bone with that next tier of players, and they're just, for whatever reason, they're just going for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I think it's more low-hanging fruit. I think it's, like, who, like who's winning and why they're winning is, like, interesting enough for all the, like, hardcore fans. I mean, I guess I guess they're looking for, for something that goes beyond that, um, for drama and intrigue of other sorts, but... Um, I guess what I care about is just who's winning and how they're winning, and Kyrgios is not winning. Um, so it's like, why are we talking about him so much? Well, he's not even playing. I mean, the guy's yeah. played maybe two tournaments in over a year. So what? Right? Why is he part of the conversation? He can earn his way back into the conversation, but it's going to take three, four victories. He's also just know, like not that interesting, you know? Like. Like a lot of the time, his logic, like when he's being like just a jackass, doesn't add up. It's like, uh, and it's yeah, it's just it's just irritating that the media like just gloms on to him. Anyway, I will say that he is different though, and he is popular, and so to a certain extent, it's just giving the people what they want. Yeah, but and he has an electric game when it's on. Yeah, he is fun to watch, but. The, the 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 counter to that is that there are times when he's just like painful to watch like when he's like berating refs and stuff that it's just yeah but 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 people see a lot of people actually like watching the painful like uh 
Like that's one of the reasons why so many reality TV shows are popular, not because people like the stars, but because the awkwardness is you just can't take your eyes off it. Yeah, I guess that's just like not what I what I what I in particular look for in tennis, and so so yeah. So, I, I agree entirely. Phil and Peter, who do you think are like four or five guys? that really should be getting good more media airtime because they have a good game. Well, they also kind of have an interesting either backstory or personality to go along with it. And, you know, hopefully that'll, you know, they'll, they'll get some of the uh, media airtime that they deserve in the draw. I mean, I guess Sinner would be one of them. Probably um, who's the guy that was up two sets to love against Djokovic. You said he, who, who else do you sort of put in that, in that group? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's less about personality than it is about game. And I think a lot of these guys do get, like, a lot of attention. Like, I don't think any of the top guys are lacking for attention. It's just Kyrgios gets, like, way more than his share. Um, I don't know. Peter, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the rankings. The, I'm not seeing anyone who I feel like Man, I wish he got more attention. Um, I do think, though, that there are there are things like, um, like I don't know, like Casper Ruud. He's fifteenth in the world, and you'd never know it. And uh, but at the end of the day, like marketing matters. It's not necessarily the best product that the people um, that the people uh, that attracts the that 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 makes the biggest company right it's um like there are a lot of other forms of sugar water other than coca-cola um but for whatever reason i mean that's why you do testing of uh, facebook ads for e-commerce products before you actually try and sell them it's for whatever reason the people are attracted to certain things and um i mean it's why like all the ratings are down in media companies now that Trump's not in the White House. It's not that everyone loved Trump. It's just that um, I he just attracted eyeballs. And I think Kyrgios is the same way. It's just it's the kind of thing where love him or hate him, people are just a lot more interested in Nick Kyrgios than they are in Casper Root. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, you guys see a lot of the same names in, in Wimbledon uh, in the round of 16 that we saw at the French? Or do you think this the grass court animal is entirely different and caters to, uh, you know, a different type of game? Uh, I think we have two names that we had in our quarterfinals and the French not playing this tournament in your offense team. So it's going to be different names. Um, yeah, should we? Just... I don't know if I would have expected Team to be in the quarterfinals of Wimbledon anyway, even if he was playing. Roth, of course, would have semis or finals, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely I'm looking at my my draw, and I definitely have different names. Um, I mean, I have a few of the same names, but I definitely have different names. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I have different names. Uh, so let's take a look. 
Okay, cool. Um, so let's just go with Joker's section. Uh, do we all have him in the round of 16? I mean, I had Dennis Kudla, but now I'm starting to second-guess myself. So I think I will go with Djokovic. He's, he's had some decent success at Wimbledon before. <laughs> yeah. Um, decent, decent success. Yeah, so so Joker has a, a tough first two matches, but his, like, round of 16 opponent, like, that whole Monfils, th- Garin through Monfils section is just so weak. It's a joke. For, like, it's a joke. Yeah, it's, it's a, a joke. joke. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have uh, Lou making the round of sixteen. You don't have Sinner, not Sinner. No, or Sinner's in the next uh, in the next uh, yeah, yeah, section. Yeah. You have Lou. That's interesting. Uh, I'm going with Malfi, not because I love Malfi, but because there's nobody else. Yeah, I mean O'Connell, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I bet there's grass technically, but I, What about Pear? Maybe Pear gets hot. I'm, not, I'm gonna go with Pear. Pear isn't in this section. It's Garin oh, through Malfis. Oh, I thought he was in the last, in the last part of that one. No, oh, no, it's, it's Garin through Malfis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, it's gonna have to, have to be Malfis. Yeah. All right. So in the center through, uh, the 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 Schwartzman through center section, this is a much better section, I think. We've got Schwartzman in center, and then uh, Brody. He's British, so he probably played on grass. And Vesely is lefty with a big serve. Um, who do you guys have? Uh, part of me wants to go for Foxovich, but I, I think I'll go center. Yeah, I'm going center as well. Um. Okay, next section, we've got uh, Fogdini through Rublev. Uh, Lloyd Harris is the only floater I think I can see who might be good on grass. Um, Peter, who do you have? Do you have Rublev making it? Um, I can't believe there's so many of these uh, clay court players in that bracket. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go, go outside the box here and go Laszlo Jera. He's not He's not in this one. Wait, Fognini through Rublev? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah there, there is Jera. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, he's against Cuevas, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good call. Yeah, I guess Jera is, is definitely Jarrett outside the box. Well yeah. I mean, I have Rublev making it. Um, I have my big, I have my big is call Harris coming. Is Harris good on grass? Uh, is Harris good on grass or no? I, I think, think so. so South Africa, they play on grass there sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. he has like I'll that lefty that surf. As well, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's about. I'll go with Rublev. I'll go safe there. The next, the next eight seems ridiculous. I think the next eight is as almost obvious as the uh, Montfis one for Sitsipas. Sitsipas? I mean, Tiafo, I guess he's probably not a grass court player. Pospisil has a big serve. Like, that's not going to be... If he's playing well, that's not going to be an easy match. Uh, and I'm then, yeah... I'm going to say in this one. I'm going to say Tiafo beat Sitsipas in the first round. Oh, wow. 
You're calling him major ups. I mean, he's probably tired. Like, has he nice. played a grass court? I like it. I has like he played a grass court match? Tiafo just had so much. Just uh, I don't know. He when he played Djokovic in in Australia, he had a lot of mojo. <laughs> I think he's got a lot of mojo. Period, and he's got a good attitude. I just don't know if he's three sets can get three, but I think I'll give him a fight either a deep four or like a fifth set six four. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with this. I'll go with the favorite in that in that bracket. Yeah, least. I think Steph's serve is just good enough to win him a few matches on grass. Um, yeah, I'll go with Steph. Um, cool. And then the next section. Are we all going with Demonor? Evans through Demonor all the way, right? Uh, it's got to be Demonor. I got Corda. I don't know. This is a pretty tough section. Uh, Evans versus Lopez is. I think a little interesting, at least. Yeah, I think yeah, Lopez I think I'm wins that go match. I'm, go, I'm going Corda. I think that's going to be a, a really good first round. Corda had some yeah. big wins uh, in grass. He beat uh, he beat the legend Bautista Gu and then solidified it with uh, another good win. I forget against who. Um, all right, Shapovalov through Basilashvili. Um, do we all have Shapovalov? No, this is another one that's pretty pretty tough. I'm going to go Murray. Yeah, Murray, I guess, he's the wild. He says he's playing well. I mean, he's had some success. I mean, he's won the Olympics and two Wimbledon titles in in Wimbledon. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I, I think Shapovalov is just too good, though. Like, I don't know. I, with Murray, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I'm not, I don't trust his body. I'm gonna go out in a limb and I'm gonna go with Herbert. Just just to be French. <laughs> I mean yeah, he is a good French. player. Every time I watch him play, I think he should be like ranked higher. And I, but I, I do think he's good on grass. So yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the upset with Herbert. Okay. Cool. And I mean I'm gonna go with him just because it seems cool to go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I respect it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Opelka through Bautista. We know next. I don't even want to, Phil. Phil, you got to the. You got to decide the next date, Phil. Okay, Phil, so like Opelka is probably a really tough out right on grass. Uh, Milman, oof, tough first rounder. But dude, Bautista Agu, I just, I just see him. I heard actually that he, uh, that he um, scheduled a second bachelor party for. Like the final weekend of the tournament, which means you know it'll be a big run for him. Uh, so I, I I have him in the round of sixteen. Dude, I got a Pelka. That, that's just a tough draw on grass. <laughs> Mark, what about you? I just feel like I can't pick up Pelka because he always looks like he needs to take a dump. I mean, and maybe I'm judging it by by his height. But there's just something about just looking at his face. He always looks like he just would rather be taking a dump. So I'm going to go with Bautista Agu in, in honor to, like, in deference to my cousin Phil. Uh, on, the, on, on the Chillish scale, like, how do you think uh, Opelka's dumps are? I, I think Chillich is like a 12-year-old girl compared to Opelka. I oh, think wow. that's <laughs> the best yeah, yeah, Maybe I mean, in sport. Maybe in sport. I mean, yeah. big dogs take big shits, right? Like... Like a Great Dane, 
We'll take a massive one. Um, anyway, that, that's a different conversation. Let's get to the bottom half of the draw. Uh, Berrettini through Isner. That's actually that's a tough one for Berrettini, I think. Yeah, I, I still got Berrettini, though. Yeah, I do, too. He was nasty for, like, a set and a half against Djokovic and Roland Garros, and I think his serve will, will carry him. Um, what about you, Mark? All right. Yeah. Look at that one one more time real quick. Bottom half here. Yeah, it's Berrettini through Isner, so... Berrettini all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope Nishioka beats Isner. Um, and I have no interest in Nishioka's game either. It's just get Isner out of there. Um, all right, Kratsev through Rude. Uh, this is a really, really light section. Um, I think I have Jordan Thompson making the, uh, the round of 16. I've I'm not even sure he's ever played a grass court match, but yeah, I mean he's <laughs> having a great season, so maybe Nisha you're right. Nishikori's in there, maybe Nishikori. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even see Nishikori. I'm going with Thompson. You know why not? Yeah, I have a one eighth yeah, chance not? of that happening. All right, now we have the juicy section with uh, Felix. Through Umbert. I'm going to go with Munyar. I'm going to go with Munyar just for the hell of it. I'm just going with Munyar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be different. Good for you, Mark. Um, cool. All right. So I so Felix through Umbert. Uh, so the big match in the section is uh, Kyrgios Umbert. We already talked about that. And then Sanga is a floater here. This is a uh, Felix. Montero, uh, Sanga, Emer, that's, um, yeah, uh, that's a section right there. Um, yeah, what do you see, what do you guys see happening here? I'm going to go with Curious. Hmm, I have Felix. I think Umbert beats, uh, Curious, and Felix exercises demons against Umbert in the third round. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Fritz through uh, Sverev. Um, what do you have, Peter? Uh, I've got Sverev. Yeah. I think that Nakashima Fritz match is an interesting first rounder. Um, Nakashima's an upper and comer. Fritz will definitely want to lay the smack down. A lot of Americans in this section with Sangren as a floater. Uh, I'd love if Sangren took out Sverev. Um, but yeah, it was fair of uh, making the round of 16. And then we've got Federer through Nori. Um, Manorino is actually having a good grass season. Uh, this is actually kind of a tough draw for Federer. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think so too, but I still think it's going to be Federer all the way. Yeah, Nori has had a good grass season too. I mean, yeah, I'm picking Federer more because I want him to get to the round of 16 than that I think he's like a lock for it. Um, but yeah, let's hope Federer makes it. Um, all right, Sonego through uh, Carreño Busta. Um, the dangerous floater in this section is Query. I, I have him beating Carreño Busta in the first round and making making the round of 16s. What about you? I've got Carreño Busta. Sinego had like a good tournament in Eastbourne. He almost he he lost seven five in the, the final set tiebreaker to uh, Deminor. But yeah, I think Query's the most accomplished grass court player in here. And then we've got Herkaj through Dimitrov. Um, Dimitrov Verdasco. That's that's an interesting match. We've got Bublik Kukushkin, the Battle of the Kazakhs. Um, and then Musetti Arkash. This is like, yeah, this is an interesting section. Um, what do you what do you see happening? Ah, uh, Dimitrov. Yeah, I picked I picked Grigor as well, former semifinalist. Uh, and then finally we've got uh, Chilich through Medvedev. Struff versus Medvedev is a is a tough first rounder for Daniil. Um, and then. Yeah, I guess Alcaraz is a young guy to to spotlight. Um, you have Medvedev getting to the 16s, Peter. Yeah, yeah, I got Medvedev. You think uh, you think Chilich gives him a fight or not really? Uh not really. All right, um, all right. So we've got round of sixteen. I have Djokovic versus Lou, and Djokovic taking it. What about you? I wrap Djokovic over Monfils. All right. And then Sinner versus Rublev. Is that what you have as well? I have Sinner uh, over Jer. All right. I have Sinner over Rublev. So we both have Djokovic v. Sinner. And then Sitsipas. I have Sitsipas versus Korda. Um, what do you have? I have Dimonor beating Kashinov. All right. I have Sitsipas beating Korda. So... And then I have Shapovalov, Batista Agu, and Batista Agu winning. What do you have? I have Murray beating um, Opelka. Oh, wow. We've got a totally different um, second quarter. Um, all right. I have Bertini beating Thompson. Uh, I have Bertini beating um, Karatsev. Okay, and then Sverev beating Felix. I have uh, Kyrgios beating Sverev. Wow, you have Kyrgios in the quarters? That's that's aggressive. Um, all right, uh, I have uh, Federer beating Query. Um, I've got Federer beating Karina uh, Busta. All right, and I have uh, Medvedev beating Dimitrov. Yeah, so do I. All right, so let's so Djokovic v. Sinner for me, Sitsipas uh, v. Bautista Agu, Bertini v. Sverev, and Federer versus Medvedev. Uh, do you have something? Well, so and you have Djokovic v. Sinner. Uh, what's your next match? Um, 
Djokovic, I mean, Djokovic beating Sinner, then uh, I have Kashinov against um, I have Kashinov against Murray. Then, I, then I'll take. Uh, huh. I guess I'll take. Uh, I guess I'll take uh, Murray. Well, actually, no, I won't. I'll take Kashinov. Okay, and then Berrettini versus, or you have Kyrgios versus Sverev. Versus Sverev. I, I had Kyrgios beating Sparrow. Oh, already. you have Kyrgios, Berrettini versus Kyrgios? I have Berrettini winning that. Wow. Kyr- Berrettini is dating Kyrgios' ex-girlfriend, so that would be a grudge match. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Federer versus Medvedev. Um, you have, who do you have in that? I'll, I'll take Federer. I'm taking Medvedev. And it'll be sad for Federer. Okay, so I have... I actually have Bautista Gu beating Sitsipas as well, and Djokovic beating Sinner. So my semi is Bautista Gu pulling off a major upset over Joker um, and beating him in four sets, and then uh, Sverev beating Medvedev in in three sets. What do you think? So I've got uh, Djokovic crushing um, Kashinov. In, in a very lopsided three sets, and I've got um, Berrettini beating Federer. Okay, and so you have Berrettini, Djokovic. I have Batista Gusverev. I have Sverev choking away the title like it's the U.S. Open, and Batista Gu winning in in uh, in four sets. Um, and a tie break in the fourth um, to to hoist his first Wimbledon trophy. What do you have? Yeah, it's consistent with your preseason prediction. I have Djokovic <laughs> winning, and I, then I think uh, I think an under talked about topic right now is Djokovic's very very good shot at the Grand Slam, and even the Golden Slam. Yeah. I think there there was a comment on it, and like one of the reporters asked Murray and Vida about it after the French Open, and he was saying, "Yeah, there's no reason he can't do it." Um, yeah, it just kind of sucks that Rafa's is not playing. Um, I've heard his foot is really bothering him, but he didn't want to talk about it after Roland Garros because he didn't want to seem like he was making excuses. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is he being a baby, or is he? Uh, do you think he's actually like a little bit injured? I think he's probably injured. Yeah, I do too. But it's just—it's kind of curious. He's always injured when he loses. Um, it reminds he's me of LeBron James. Now. Like he—he's—he's he's thirty-four or thirty-five. I forget. I think thirty-four. He's at an age where the wheels should be falling off. Yeah, that would be that would be like kind of nice if he were in fact injured in that match. It would be like a little bit reassuring. He didn't get beaten. He he got beaten because he was injured. But anyway, yeah. I mean, if Djokovic wins this tournament, it's twenty twenty apiece. Um, 
and so we can all hope that there's just a a bomb that goes off at some tournament venue somewhere before the U.S. Open, and that they all just, uh, you know, they all remain tied to twenty, and we can we can have that debate forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, cool. That was that was our draw preview. We'll probably be back uh, mid fortnight. Um, if we're not, we'll definitely be back to review the tournament. Um, if you have, if you if if you have thoughts, or if you think we're just, you know, uh, we're we're choosing things not how you would choose them, and you've got you know, a bit of beef about that, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Doubles Alley Pod. Um, and uh, without further ado, La Bamba.